A muscle-clad, wig-wearing hero must retrieve a magical sword, amulet, and chalice from the evil boy George Wannabe, all the while fending off thugs and naked women. We watched the 1983 fantasy adventure Deathstalker on this week's episode of Bottom of the Barrel. Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome to another episode of Bottom of the Barrel, the show where we find bad but oftentimes enjoyable films on Netflix and Hulu and review them for your enjoyment. I am your host, as always, Jeff Bell, and welcome to the brand new show. Yay! There's nobody else talking. There we go. Yay! Yay. Still spoken to, Jeffrey. Shut up, Dan. (laughs) I haven't introduced you yet. If you've listened to the show up to this point, you have noticed that every episode is structured around me giving an overview of the film's plot. And while that's all good and fine, it lacks something to really make the show work. And that something is other people to talk to, and not me talking to myself for 15 minutes. So the new format will work like this. Every week, me and my co-host will be joined by a different special guest as we sit down and talk about the awesomeness of the movie we just watched. Talking about our favorite parts, pointing out flaws, or maybe just talking about why you should seek these gems out and watch them on your own. Then, at the end of every episode, I will give you my five drinking rules so you and your friends can have a little more fun while watching this on your own. Huh? Yeah? Okay. Anyways, now with all that is said, Dan, get ready, I'm introducing you. (laughs) Now with all that, it's time to introduce the rest of the people on the show. First, I will lovely love... That doesn't make sense. I would like to introduce you You to my... I will love my brand new co-host. I do love my brand new co-host. I'll wait till my wife hears this. Well, when she hears it, she can be jealous then. So well, the weird thing is, she's only getting one side, so she doesn't know what's going on. She yet. doesn't know, so now she's just going to be completely oh, no. intrigued. Like, oh God, what's going on? <laughs> Dan Casey, hello, Dan. Hello, Jeffrey. He is my co-host. Dan will be here every week. <laughs> I'm here every week. <laughs> Try the veal. No, tonight's tacos. Ooh, tacos. Maybe may, I don't. I've never made veal. I guess I could try it. <laughs> well, isn't veal just raw calf's liver or something? No, it's baby I cow. Veal was baby cow. Yeah. Oh, baby cow. See, I was close. Person who's not supposed to speak yet. <laughs> well, let's get him on so that way Bill can talk. Sorry, Bill. And who better to help us out with our inaugural fresh start of the show than our friend and fellow Ghost Hat Network podcaster? Plug, plug, plug. Huh? <laughs> Bill Corey. Hi, Bill. Yay! Hey, yay! How's it hey. going, everybody? Hi, everybody's a show that doesn't. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, Silence. he is a part of other things too. I'll use my mute button. Be careful. <laughs> Do not use your mute button, otherwise this is going to be a really two-sided Listen, conversation. Su- <laughs> and it'll it'll go right. <laughs> Dan is having far too much fun with the mute button oh, on his boy. microphone. <laughs> it's going to be one of those about. nights. <laughs> Whatever. All, All right. I love podcasting. So it's my favorite thing you- ever. It is that fun. Word, though. What podcasting yes. or favorite? No. Oh, podcasting. Podca- I'm 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 on Chris Hardwick's side. We need to find a better word for this. So what else would? It, wh- I wonder why is it called podcasting? That's actually a good question. Was there Probably ever like iPods? I would bet. Yeah. Is it why? It's the iPod. Right? The- well, it was the first digital media player to really take off, right? Right. Yeah. So it's called a podcasting. So okay. So what would you call it, Bill? What would you call it? You haven't said. I call much. it. I would call it podcasting. I'm not on Team Dan on this one. I, I see nothing wrong with the term. I understand why everybody else does, but I just think that the term is established and leave it. Leave it alone. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Okay. Well, it's a little broken. Get I off listen my to lawn. stuff on my pod. I listen to it on my phone. Okay, great. Then it would be called Motorola <laughs> Electrify Casting, and that'd be really long and weird. 
So it's macasting. Macasting. You'd have to like masticating. abbreviate it. No, that's masticating. Not, that's different. That's just eating. Yeah. Well, okay. That's so anyways, with Steve Lemmy and uh, Kevin Heffernan. <laughs> that's a different podcast entirely. Oh wow. Whose podcast are we on? Well, Ours. On that's right. Mine, right. Our podcasting. Welcome to my <laughs> yes, podcast. Bill's. All right. Well, Dan and I, we're gonna sit back and we'll just Bill that do his show yeah. here. So. Welcome right. to Cube Pushers. Where Welcome to Cube. <laughs> <laughs> we don't record. Oh and... my goodness. Oh. Oh, that's mean. Do not bring up sore subjects. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways, the reason for this podcast, already this show is better than the last 18 episodes of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you did a fine job by yourself. Why don't, this are you sure? I mean, we're at six minutes in almost, and we haven't said anything of worth. <laughs> we have. There was an intro that you guys didn't hear. <laughs> I'm accounting before. for that. And yes. I still don't think it Oh, was... and you're still... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. Off. I love you. <laughs> I don't like you. Anyways, let's get into this movie, okay? Let's not. So we we no no <laughs> we watched the 1983 yes, classic Roger Corman executively produced classic. Oh, classic, Lord. ladies and gentlemen, Death Stalker. Oh, <laughs> this movie. Was absolutely terrible 30 seconds into yes. it. <laughs> no. So no. much crotch. The, the glory shots of the guys jumping out of the windows was amazing. Was so much this crotch, is... dude. What, like, male yes. crotch? Is that what you're saying? When? Like, the opening yes. sequence? Well, yeah, there's guys jumping out of a window. Which, which quick question for, for you guys. <laughs> and I know Dan and I briefly talked about this. Was there a reason why those guys had to climb up the side of that wall to jump out the window? And then just to drop back down on the ground, was that really necessary? Per, per the host's instructions, I took copious notes during the oh, filming good. of this. Thank you. So did we kind during of. During the watching of this movie. <laughs> and two of the first three notes that I wrote down were so much crotch <laughs> and worst sneaking ever. <laughs> Why? Because they were jumping out so the windows? The only thing that I can think is that this that must have been their clever ploy to sneak by therefore taking the most <laughs> obtuse route possible to get to the poor helpless maidens. Because who would expect four or five guys jumping out of a second story window onto the ground, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. That's <laughs> like why, as much why Which also you... seemingly has no way to get to the windows themselves. You know, it seems right. kind of like it's just a window and like no, <laughs> there's no balcony or widow's watch or anything like that. That's why I thought it was weird that they... They some they so they scaled that side of the wall where they could have just easily walked around the right the, you know this walked around the side of the wall itself but, and been there. But then they wouldn't have been sneaking. <laughs> so it was strictly the requirement for them to sneak. Is that is that that's, the whole thing? That's the only <laughs> logic esque thing I can come up with to make that uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I know what happened. Red hot chili right, So they're like doing scene. they're doing a sneak check. And uh, they rolled like a two. So the DM was like, well, <laughs> you're going to sneak, yes. but you didn't critically fail this, so you're going to jump through a window instead. Yes. That's what exactly, exactly. That's... Roger Corman as the DM behind his little screen, <laughs> yes. waiting for people to roll things. And, you know, Incidentally, this is a swords and wizardry movie, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. And, with voice-activated magic. Oh, voice-activated magic. Yep. Let Michael. me throw this in here also. I think okay. the uncomfortable crotch shots and the bad sneaking would have been almost tolerable because here, this is a 30-year-old movie, okay? Oh, yes. It's an yes. old movie. You can forgive a lot of bad acting and really stupid, you know, choreographing of stunts and whatever because this was a pretty untapped genre of movies. So I can I, I was trying really hard to give this movie a break because of its age, <laughs> but the mu music is so bad. Like right out the gate, 
it's like a western or something at the beginning like some weird like spaghetti western-esque music not medieval at all (laughs) so you're immediately assaulted by this craptastic music and then crotch after crotch after crotch and (laughs) but they make up for it with the boobs oh there are so many boobs Okay, I'm just I'm just want to point this out. Bill's really focusing on the crotch. Whereas I think Jeffrey and I were able to notice the far better things that came later in the movie and forgot about the crotches entirely. Which let me say this: I was the one, I was the one that chose this film. Okay, and because because figure for the starting one, like it was on my Netflix queue. I'm like, I haven't. This is how I picked it. Okay, we randomly came across it on Netflix. I read the synopsis. I looked at the poster art. I saw what year it was from. I looked at the screenshot and I added it. I didn't look up anything else about this movie. Okay. That's a lie. He saw it had Barbie Benton, and he went, "Hey, I know that." <laughs> and then I added it. Yeah. Well, I didn't even. That was a second thought. Like I didn't even real. Like that was after I added it to the queue that I realized who was in. It. And then I watched the first minute before, like a couple weeks ago, and went, "Holy crap! This needs to be the first episode of the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> and like when I talked to Dan, Dan was like, "Did you know like there's a rape scene like in the beginning?" But she's completely okay with it. Yeah, no, no, she's I okay didn't even, with it. I didn't fine. even get there in the movie. Like when I watched it, missed that entire. Like I didn't even get that far before I said, "No, I need to watch this movie for the podcast." There, there are a lot of rape scenes in this movie. Yes, no, and there, there's not because yes, no. like, they they start out like, oh, I don't know about this, but then I'm like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> they all seem to be very compliant about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, no, well, all right. <laughs> they all give in very quickly, a lot quicker than you think they should. I, Actually, I think the one person that struggled the most would have been the Shem. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting so far ahead of. We are getting ahead, so <laughs> we can't so, talk okay. about Shem yet. We haven't even got to Midrak or Bendigo. I'm not even sure who Shem is. That's how it came to this movie. I tried. I really tried. (laughs) Hey, at least you tried, man. I I won't lie. I have two pages of notes. Exactly. Shem is a deep cut, I guess you could say. It's a deep cut of the film. (laughs) It is a deep cut of the film. So, all right. So, basically, after the intro scene, um, there's a bunch of guys that are going after this random, helpless woman. But then our hero, Death Stalker, or as Dan said, or we realized his name actually is. Outside, wait for me. Yes, (laughs) Yes, because <laughs> what is it? Somebody asked him, like, what is his name or something? What is your name? And he says, outside, wait for me. <laughs> so that's what we referred to him as for the rest of the film. <laughs> Not a heroic name, really. No. Outside, wait for me. He's like, well, all right, I guess. Seemed more commanding than anything, right? Well, yeah, a little bit, right? So <laughs> So he shows up. He looks generally uninterested in everything that's going on around him. A common motif for the film. Yes. Film? <laughs> movie. Video. No, no. It's this this production. movie unfortunately took itself far too seriously to be anything less than a film. It was a bad film. It was a very bad film. But it was definitely a film, at least in its, it's own mind, for a while. It's a I was gonna say it's a film in the absolute thinnest sense of the word. <laughs> Like absolute positively One, thin. Yeah, go but, ahead. Uh, no, <laughs> you're just loving it, aren't you? You're so glad you did this podcast, aren't you? Now, Bill? sounds in pain, doesn't he? <laughs> you do. You sound like you're in physical pain. <laughs> really hope your wife caught you watching this. No, no, she did not. And oh, the thing that worries me the most, though, is that this is going to be in my recently viewed history on my Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till Netflix. To Facebook, buddy. Oh, it's already there. <laughs> 
Wait till Netflix. <laughs> wait till Netflix starts like recommending other amazing yes. films, like, like <laughs> Barbarian Queen, which I do want to do eventually. <laughs> Deathstroke or Deathstroke. 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 That's Deathstalker. Actually, four. To be fair, Return of the Monsters. Deathstroke yes, actually explains the end of the scene that Jeff was just explaining very nicely. <laughs> oh, the beginning. Yes, because right <laughs> after our antihero finally rescues the fair maiden, who is. The common theme is completely helpless women with not nearly enough clothes, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, well, you looked really deep into this movie. I'm going to go, go ahead and disagree with the billion. Of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the moral high ground later. Not yet, but, but a little bit later. Yeah. You already that, are. You're sitting there where? After that, there is this uncomfortable sex scene thing that happens for no particular reason. Yeah. Like suddenly she says, oh, I have been rescued from rape. Let's do the nasty. No, that's exactly. Isn't that how the Zelda games always work? No, <laughs> I remember that. Link from Zelda, shows up, right? save Zelda, and and then they just do. There it. is no yeah. uncomfortable death stroking. That's what I. I <laughs> death stroking. <laughs> <laughs> I think we played different Zelda games as kids, Bill. I, I want to play death stroke now. That you uh, what? So, anyways, what? Um, there's so at the end of the scene. Right before he announces what his name is, the outside way for me, he apparently, where did, he pulled a bow, a giant bow and arrow. Yes, from nowhere. Out of his, out of his ass TARDIS. Yes. Yep. He just, this is the same location where characters in video games store all of their guns, yes. all of their weapons, all of these giant items whenever they need them. Yes. It's their ass TARDIS. Yes. And when did did that that boat didn't make another appearance for what like 30 minutes into the movie no no he's got it on the horse and then it disappears forever oh that's right you never see it then because our next scene after the awkward rape with the old guy standing there and the introduction of outside weight to me is we magically show up in front of a guy's court where a dog is on a fire (laughs) and we're all confused that's right that's There's some right. lines I'm sure that are said, but mostly <laughs> nothing important. The right? hero looks bored. <laughs> so basically, what happens is the the quote unquote warrior <laughs> outside wait for me. Uh, he is sent by a witch to go on a quest to go find a chalice, an amulet, and a sword. Uh, two of which are actually being held by the wicked sorcerer Mooncar, also AKA known as Boy George. Yes, we thought he looked like Boy George. <laughs> but the actor has the best name in the entire cast list. Did you guys catch what his name was? No. Bernard Erhard. Bernard Erhard. <laughs> I had to write that down because I love the idea that somebody with the last name of Erhard says, you know, we don't have enough hard in our name. Do you don't have enough Erhard. Well, we can't it's nice because you don't have to open your mouth to say it. Yes. Bernard, Bernard Erhard. Yeah. Yes, you mouth... basically grown it out. It's <laughs> a fantastic name. See, <laughs> that guy took himself very seriously as well. He cared a lot. He he did, and he looked like he, he to me. He looked like um, I called him Billy Zane at one point, and I also called him John Travolta at one oh. point. It's just because he kind of had a similar look. I to couldn't him. stop thinking of Ming the Merciless. From what? Flash what Gordon. is that from? Oh that was, yes! Holy crap! Could not I didn't even stop think about thinking that. about Ming from the moment I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck on Ming. This uh, this movie was like an unholy mating of Flash Gordon and Beastmaster. Oh, Beastmaster! <laughs> like take the really bad parts of both. And, yeah, which is just about everything. Well, yeah, except for yeah. No, no, never mind. There is no except for. Yeah. 
<laughs> and add a lot of boobies, and you get this movie. Yes. This, Which again? How does that sound bad? I don't. I don't <laughs> so see wait, why you're knocking this movie. I'm pretty sure this movie is the best movie you can make. Then, right? Isn't that what you just no, said, no, Bill? No. No. <laughs> no. Using that formula, I think this is the best movie you could possibly make. So this is the best outcome. Is that what you're saying? This is, this is an unfortunate <laughs> film. No, listen. Awesomeness. Take the ingredients you have, right? It's like it's like making a meal at home when you don't feel like going to the store, and all you got is like random things of pasta and whatnot, right? So you take Flash Gordon, and then you take your Beastmaster, and then you throw in boobs, so wait, and you get this you movie, just, and it's you, it's tasty and it's wonderful. And did you, you didn't just have make to go a to goulash? Store. Is that what you did? Did you make this film? Are you calling this film a goulash? I think is that this, what it is? It might be or a goulash or a stew, perhaps. Or a stew. And when you finish <laughs> eating. This unholy goulash that you have made, you will yeah. feel ill for a long time. No, no, you just wash it down with some, uh, you know, whiskey. And, and then you feel fine. Lady Hawk, yeah. there you go. There, there you go. Mm. So when, anyway, so when Deathstalker, um, he goes on this quest, and the first place he goes to was this random cave. Now, I don't remember, did they actually say why he went to the cave? Yes. That's where the sword they is. They did. Like, was, did they give him a hint as to go to the he cave? Got thirsty. Yeah. Was that what it was? How do you not and remember he, this? I, I it don't was this amazing that. special effects shot well, of the old lady in the river. Yes. Come on, Jeffrey. Pay attention, man. I was writing notes. Oh, <laughs> such lies. Yeah, no, they go to the, he goes to the river, he's all thirsty, bends down, gets a little drink, is uninterested in the magical thing that shows up in front of him. Cause it's of the witch face. in the water, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. The witch Looks shows up, he's uninterested, doesn't care. She says, go over there, and he's like, I don't know. And then she goes away, and he sees himself, and he's like, right on. How you doing? <laughs> and then he heads over to the cave with, uh, you know, Quaddle from uh, Puerto Rico. I could not come up with that name. <laughs> the other guy's name. No, that's, I thought of that, too, and I couldn't have come up with the name. Oh, because he, when he goes in the cave, there he meets basically Yoda, is who he meets. But it's a, it's a, it's a terrible puppet. Yoda, believable. This puppet, absolutely horrendously terrible. This isn't the worst puppet in the movie, everybody. No, and that's the that's the that's the the thing. It's not. Yes, <laughs> so after the puppet, okay, yes, the not worst puppet in the, the not worst puppet in the movie. No, the puppet's not bad. No, oh, really, it looked like a sock. Well, it didn't say it was good. I just said it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't bad. Is I've that seen it? worse? I'm just saying. I, like yeah, Lamb Chop's yeah, play along, for instance. Dan, I love that you are trying to champion this movie. I will defend this thing until my death stalker. You know what? I'm proud of you for taking such a noble and hopeless stance here. I am so too. anyway, we meet the puppet, and then he magically becomes a little boy. Right. The boy, yes. And it's just as confusing as what Dan just said. For no reason, after, he gets the sword, right? Doesn't he find the sword first? Yeah. Yeah, he finds the sword. He fights the dude, the big giant ogre which of a guy, comes from nowhere. Just, which comes from nowhere, and then runs back down the same very narrow like crawl space that yeah. mm. that outside wait for me came in. Don't know how that from. guy got out of there. Outside wait for me, like he had a squeeze. I mean, yeah. he was crawling through that sawdust. <laughs> there was lots of sawdust Sucking in this bottom of the cave. You know, glorious abs. <laughs> Did you catch the oh don't there when he was crawling down there? There was a very where, not where? period correct thing as he obviously whacked his elbow on something that wasn't supposed to be there, and they never edited it out. I awesome. love that. I there missed was, that. That's fun. I love stuff like that in movies where there's an obvious flub that for some reason nobody just says, eh, never mind. Maybe he really did hurt himself. 
Shit that should not be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, at the very been. beginning, did you notice? Uh, let's see here. It's at, let's see here, probably like six minutes into the movie, five minutes into the movie, one of the barbarian dudes, you can see his Hanes. <laughs> no! Like he bends right. down and he's got these bright blue underoos on. <laughs> that's right. It's you hilarious. Oh, but I was trying to look for that kind of stuff because I figured oh. three minutes into Hang the movie, on, I, I will... figured someone was going to have a digital watch on. I, I just, will find you the timestamps. That here. was what it's I was hilarious. waiting for. <laughs> it See, it's so that funny. stuff that we're pointing out that I never did in the original run of the show. This is the stuff that I want us to talk about. We are doing. You excellent. want us to talk about men's underwear? Yes. Well, apparently, you know, Bill talked for twenty minutes about the guy's crotches in the so beginning. So why don't we? <laughs> this, Dear this, this podcast is taking a certain tone. Dear listener. Oh. We are fixated with the crotch region no, of everybody no. in this Bill's movie. fixated. No. I am looking out for the well-being and sanity of your listening audience. Dear listener. Watch this movie. When you watch this movie, because I know that if you listen to this podcast, you will watch this movie. If for no other reason yes. than a perverse sense of, oh my God, what just happened? When you do, try to imagine that really weird Red Hot Chili Peppers music video instead of the first three minutes of the movie. It won't make it any better. But it will at least sort of put a veneer of art over all the crotch you're about to see. That'd be Which awesome one? if Deathstalker matched up with Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. You should try that. It's like the whole Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where they just sink. Um, it's Give It Away. Is, the, is, the is it Give It Away? Yeah. Okay. That is a weird okay. video. Oh, boy. It's almost yeah, the so exact just... same camera angle, too. But I digress. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. But you know what it's missing? Awesome puppets. That's what it's missing. That is what it's missing. And boobies. I mean, that well, big giant you... ogre thing could have been in Dark Crystal, I tell you. Yes. Oh, yes, it could have. I think this these, was a Henson the... Company joint. <laughs> these are the these are the leftover deformed puppets that the Henson Company attempted to make, and we're gonna throw away and gave this production company. I feel company like they got left just said, you take it. Maybe they got left yes. in a window, you know, and like <laughs> and just kind of melted, melted a little bit. And they were like, "Yeah, this is crap." And the dude was walking by and said, "Hey, wait a second, <laughs> freebies." And then just took it from there. <laughs> so after that, so the dude gets the, so so outside wait for me gets the sword. So that's already step one of his quest. He becomes a little boy, goes out of the cave. Then the puppet guy comes out. He looks like a Jawa, falls into the magical lake from a minute ago. And then the boy reaches down and picks him up. And now the puppet is a guy. And the little boy is outside wait for me, a grown adult guy again. Yes. No explanation, mind you. And that's <laughs> just that's happens. a common theme throughout this entire movie. There is no explanation yes. for a lot of stuff. Yes, it's and it's we're getting into the good part. So listen, <laughs> listen Bill, you can't you can't explain art, man. Oh, it boy. Just... <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what the hell are we up to? I oh don't yeah. Know. So so we're moving on. So what they do is he he starts heading off. Um, he he. <laughs> He starts heading toward Munkar's castle. Okay, so Boy George's and, house. Boy George's house, or as I called it, when there's a, there's a there's a shot inside of all of these women just laying around, just kind of like lounging and and fighting. And I, I made the comment that it, that must have been what it was like to be at Prince's house back in the eighties. Or last. And then week. I remember that Prince, or last week, because I'm pretty sure he still lives like that in Minnesota. Um, so. <laughs> That was a joke for me. Nobody else needed to laugh at that. That was just for me. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, the evil, the so, yeah. evil castle and woods scene, which you only see for about three seconds in the entire movie, yep. was actually 
one of the more visually striking things in the movie, which made me what? sad. Like it wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm not defending. Let's clarify here. Visually striking, <laughs> but, but not, not good. good. <laughs> it was it was jarring away from everything else in the movie. Like it was so different than everything else that had been done. And I caught myself right. thinking, I almost hope they go back to that. It's not good, but neither is anything else. So just own it. Like I do the rest of the movie and tilt shift miniatures. Right. Because <laughs> at least if you're going to do a shite movie, do it. It's only a model. Yeah, own it, you know. <laughs> Instead of going out to your state park and running around with badly trained horses. Which I almost feel like that's what they did. I feel like this movie was made in the course of maybe two, three yeah. weeks. 37 days. <laughs> was that, what, what was it? 37 days. 37, so um, just over so, a month. Yeah. That's right. Which I'm, it totally looks like it. it. It's one of those movies where they, as Dan and I were discussing, this was, this was, this was Conan the Barbarian. Like, that came out. Yeah. I believe because that was eighty. That was eighty something, right? Early yeah, 80s. it was. It was just on and, the heels of Conan. Yes. So yeah. it was the whole like, hey, look, those types of movies are popular. So let's just cram a movie out that's kind of like it as much as possible, and you know, but just put more boobs in it. And okay. that's what they made. They made this movie. Right. But see, this is an introduction to Dan's theory of eighty movies. Right. This is an <laughs> okay. official thing. The official. I thing, have a theory about there 80s needs to be music movies. to this. Eighties okay. <laughs> movies equal plot line plus boobs. Not all of them. It's true. That's it. Like That's any movie. Oh, oh, really look at it. Back now. to the future. Really, really look at the movies. <laughs> not to the ex- not boobs. Not to the extent of like with this movie where every other scene no, had no, boobs no, in no, it. No, no. Just there is at some point there's the gratuitous boob shot. Is right. that kind of what you're referring to? Exactly. And so the introducer like, to this, of course, is Airplane. That's true. Airplane was the first one to go. You know what? <laughs> boobs. And they show up for a second and then they leave. <laughs> and then the '80s just exemplified that by putting them freaking everywhere. So you got films like you got like like Porky's and yep. Revenge of the Nerds, yep. and you got like what Back to School with Robert Down- or yep. Robert Downey Jr. Robert. Downey oh no, he Jr. was in that movie. Rodney Dangerfield was who I was thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. but There's then like movie, Stripes which we're and do is episode three. There what? is five seconds of boobs for absolutely no reason, and then it never <laughs> happens again the rest of the film. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Made 1980s. I'm saying it's a thing. It's a thing. We'll have to, I can we'll get have behind to. that. <laughs> I'm completely behind it. I I'm remember behind most any movies. rule that puts boobs in movies, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> now my wife's really going to get mad at me. And we lost all the female listeners to the show. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. She's drinking. You will get, you will oh, get your fine. rebuttal later, ladies. I will champion yes. you later. We'll watch. A, we'll watch um, uh, private parts oh, with Howard Stern. <laughs> with Howard Stern. Oh God, <laughs> that is that... on Netflix, so we could watch that oh, one. Oh, please don't. No. Anywho, <laughs> so we're at the castle. Can, can I bring castle, up a thing? Right? No, we didn't meet the castle yet. Can I bring up a thing that what? happened on the way to the castle? I'm pretty sure. What there were the, the three castle? evil like guys that were riding the horses for no particular reason through the woods yes. in the state park. Uh-huh. And they were yes. dragging a guy on the rope. Did you guys yeah. remember that? That was before we got to the yeah. castle, right? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the scene where he slices, where, where our hero, where outside wait for me, slices at the guys. And then at one of them, he slices the guy's freaking yes. head off. No, no, and no, it, no, like, no. It, like, he knocks him in the temple. <laughs> yes. Remember, he knocks him in the temple, and it breaks at the neck for some reason. It breaks at the neck at a weird, like, sliced angle, and it flies in through the air. I want to give the stunt guy that got dragged behind the horse a little love for four seconds. Because Mm -hmm. there was a shot, this really weird camera shot, that was supposed to be the point of view of that guy as he's getting dragged through the Mm -hmm. woods 
for about 15 seconds. And it was completely ridiculous because it was obviously supposed to look like he was about to hit this tree. Oh, you know, it was actually sort of reminiscent of like the, the speeder bike scene from uh, Return of the Jedi as far as the okay. way that it was shot. And then right. he face plants into a tree. And the rope suddenly breaks, okay? And the tree breaks. Yeah. Did you notice how far the tree moved? Yeah, the tree broke. He broke a tree. The tree disintegrates. And the three guys in the horse never even pause. And there's no, no explanation why they're dragging this guy. But that stunt guy took a hell of a face plant into a breaking tree. And I was just like, that's kind of cool. It's completely random. And that's, and like, right. if you're going to talk about random stuff to stick into a movie, how about dragging a guy behind a horse and then having him obliterate a tree? I like the tree obliterating. Better, <laughs> I gotta say. Dan, Dan's going to keep going back to the 80s theory. It's okay. Any 80s movie we watch, I'll prove it's it to okay. you. It's okay. We will, we'll, we'll wait for it. So he gets to the castle. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 Mom we didn't get to the castle yet. We got to talk else? about our amazing friend, Half Shirt Man. Oh, half shirt man! Half-shirt man. Remember they—they're on their way to the castle, right? And then uh, there's a dude, and they're magically fighting some random bad ruffians, I guess. <laughs> and uh, half shirt dude's there. Yes. Half shirt dude is the uh, sidekick to outside, outside wait for, for, for me for a while, I guess you could say. <laughs> but he hates <laughs> things that cover his belly button, and he refuses to wear anything that will cover his midriff. No. He wants his midriff showing at all times for everything for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, he's the antithesis <laughs> of Jeff. Oh, this is true. I don't like my belly shown. <laughs> well, everybody at home knows I'm fat now. Thank no. you. <laughs> well, now they do, I guess. A little bit. Yeah, now they now do. They do. Um, <laughs> that could have just been like, oh, I have a disfiguring scar from Nam. But no, now they know. Now they know that, that I'm way more than I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> now they know that I'm slightly less fat than you. So this is becoming one of those math problems in high school that we used to have to do. Where if Jeff if says he hates that we're showing his stomach, if Jeff but is Dan, fat and Dan is less fat than and Jeff, Bill could eat Dan, then what? Who is the biggest? <laughs> no, no. What did Jeff have for dinner? <laughs> that go. would have been what it would have been. Tacos. So, Taco. no, I, I did actually. Did you? Mm, okay. Yes. Now, com- so, com- anyways, so half the movie. Yes. Completely so unironically, guy. I want to throw in here yes. that Hapshire guy right. was the only guy that actually had mm-hmm. a halfway decent fighting scene this entire movie. That first scene that right at? there comes <laughs> yeah, yeah. across. Oh, is that opening? That was actually well choreographed. Like that was actually so that, good. Not not ironically so, kind of funny good. He actually did not suck. That whole scene was so well they done. Spent, they spent all of their time choreographing that scene and then went, crap, we don't have enough time to do everything else. Just kind of flail your yes. arms and pretend to hit them upside down. That, was, upside that the scene head. was ten days. And then they spent twenty days 20, on anything that had boobs in yes. it. <laughs> and then and seven then on the rest of the film. Seven on the rest of the film. <laughs> Which incidentally, not a lot, because most of the scenes have boobs yes. in. Mm-hmm. But, but ladies and gentlemen, if you like boobs, <laughs> you're probably still gonna get annoyed by this yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> but it'll hurt less. You know. Oh uh, so anyways, so Hatcher guy shows up, they all decide to go to the castle. For the tournament. Um 
or to the castle. Yeah, to the tournament, which the comes tournament, out of uh, nowhere. Which does that come out of nowhere. And oh, by the way, uh, if in case the people that actually do care to know what the real person's name is for or the character's name for Half Shirt Man, it's no. Ogress. Uh, Nobody really okay. cares. Half Shirt Man is a lot better. <laughs> so Mungar has invited all the warriors to participate in a contest, um, basically until a winner is determined, uh, which would there they would then inherit Munkar's kingdom. Be the heir to his kingdom, yes. Be his heir, yeah. Quite the prize right there. Quite ladies. the prize right there. Mm. Basically, I don't know if I would want anything from Boy George with his giant tattoo on the side of his face that looks like it continues to grow and over moves. the top of his head and moves. Yep. Yes, it yes. moves. Bill, there's a spot for you if you oh, didn't did. see that. I hope you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did yes. you catch that where it flipped sides <laughs> yes. halfway through yes. it? Yes. <laughs> that one shot. Oh, Dan and I freaked out. Yeah, but the, this whole uh, this whole discussion of oh you're gonna get my kingdom happens during one of the weirdest and once you read the trivia most awkward parties that have ever existed in life. <laughs> yes, we we it's enter this... into this chamber where there's it's all these <laughs> nice young ladies who, of course, not wearing any clothes most of the time. Or if and they are, the... they're see throughy. <laughs> right, right. Which which you know that's what you would wear in a cold castle. Yes, is see through right. fabric. Right, it makes sense to me. <laughs> and in the middle of the middle of the place, there's a mud wrestling yes, pit. Yes, mud wrestling scene. <laughs> because apparently they really like stripes, and they wanted to emulate. And they stripes. want to recreate that. Now this scene is kind of fun because you're like, hey, look at that, four boobies. I like this. This is going well. Until you read the trivia, and the girls in the mud pit are sisters. <laughs> and then it just gets weird. Yeah, it got weird. <laughs> Well, now, you know, way to ruin the movie, Dan. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, the trivia will always destroy your life. Oh, it will. It just will it destroy you. curiously absent during this discussion of Sisters <laughs> in the Mud. I don't think he knew no, that. No, Bill did not know that because I tried really hard to not do any more research into this movie than I absolutely had to. <laughs> well, now yes. you know that two sisters were like, you know what? I got... What the heck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bill just fell over. I'm oh, you okay? I'm well. Okay. Well, that would be my wonderful wife dropping ice cream. Oh, that was on your side. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm I'm glad I didn't so, know about the sisters thing because I I didn't know until the movie was done. It let me focus on what I thought was the most awkward portion of that scene, which is um, outside. Wait for me is sitting and has a young lady kind of laying with her head on his yes. lap. And then the camera yeah, angle changes, that. and he looks down, and suddenly her head comes up from his lap <laughs> yep. with a very satisfied and smile. Looks... And I could not help but think to myself, I don't think they realized what that looked like. Or maybe they did. No, no, no. She was just tired, Bill, right? <laughs> she was sleepy. Yeah. Yes. She was laying down on his lap because she had such a long yes. day of being a random normal woman in this kingdom yes. of awesome. Which means she probably got raped like eight times. Yeah, and it was completely okay with maybe five of them. Yeah, probably, right. probably five. Because it's not good to rape, no. but these people apparently think it is. But they I don't seem know. okay with it most. Of the they time. seem okay well, with it. I'm, I'm glad so, you guys thought she was tired because that's definitely not she, what I thought of. She was very tired. Well, obviously she wasn't doing anything because he looked completely uninterested in it. And if he was any kind of a guy, he would not have looked but that he bored. Looked completely uninterested <laughs> at all points. And by the way. <laughs> We have glossed over an entire the one maybe the most awkward booby scene in the entire movie here. Is that when they bring out the lady in the white no, dress? No, before that, when he oh, meets, which one? What's the awkward scene? He meets the blonde warrior chick. Oh yes, and, when they're at the fire, they're all sitting yes, around the fire, and, and, um, relaxing. And the epic uh, line: <laughs> "Spirits don't make noise" is uttered. 
<laughs> she comes in. She comes in, and it's it, this is this is she's played by Lana Lana Clarkson. Her name is Kara or Karia or whatever. It doesn't matter. But she comes in, and she's wearing this like full like Obi Wan cloak. Yes. And as she stands there, does she like pull it open? Is that what happens? I don't remember how. It I don't ends remember. Up opening, but. but... Either way, it opens, and she's also topless, except for these two straps that, like, undercut yes. her boobs. <laughs> and she's just standing yep. there. Like, what? Yeah, I got boobs, so like what? Like, what? Yeah, so what? This is my armor. <laughs> and, of course, it every... keeps me safe in these very, very tiny spots along my ribcage. That was yes. that weird. Part oh, and it gets better. Half shirt man yep. is stunned by the sudden emergence of boobs, <laughs> even though they have been everywhere around him but these boobs May- are magical these boobs are different these these are magical different boobs because again it's the undercut of the yep, leather right. underneath the boobs that's why they're yes. different and special right but we could uh, <laughs> use our wonderful smash cut power which comes up later in the film smash move cut on power. to the party scene and she's covering up her nipples because he's in a formal yes. dress yes formal yes. dress now covers up literally just the areolas yep <laughs> nothing else right well she didn't want which those she, to get hurt it's a cold she, it's a cold castle man she's gonna get cold if she doesn't cover those up yeah so and then so okay so they're in the party they're in the they're in the scene one car boy george comes out he gives the whole big long spiel about everything that's going on with the tournament and then he and then um they bring out this lady who's all in this white sheer dress they chain her to this box or something and then this big pig guy who was eating a pig previously who's eating a pig previously yeah, basically they pig. look like the gamarian guards from return of the jedi just but the body of if, a if human we're going to make yeah. D yeah. references early we should keep them going those are called orcs okay that's orcs? what an orc is that's supposed orc? to look like okay my orcs are the lord of the rings yes. <laughs> there you go or the lego so we'll lord clarify. of the rings yes. <laughs> they're also awesome so he comes out and the, in, in, he goes after the lady in the sheer dress. And then all of a sudden, the entire place erupts in a giant <laughs> For fight. no reason. Yeah. Once again. For no reason. Well, they're, uh, I mean, we have to Why? remember that this nice young lady who just got changed to stone, that's Barbie Benton right there. Yes, it is. That is Barbie Benton. That is a, yes. that is a title character, Barbie Benton, who eventually went on to marry Hugh Hefner. <laughs> and um, posed in Playboy a bunch of times. and She yep. had actually already posed in Playboy a few times by the time this oh, movie really? came out. She had been their centerfold three times before this movie. Surprising amount of knowledge there. I, I told you I did the minimum <laughs> amount of research. This was the minimum. So you focused on the, Barbie Benton. You did all the good <laughs> research, the stuff that we should have been I focusing up, on. Yeah, I, I re- researched the important parts, like <laughs> Barbie Benton. <laughs> <laughs> he went up and he looked up the uh, he went, he he found the AFMDB, which is the Adult yes. Film Movie Database or whatever, and just started searching for people. Does this one qualify? Um, I mean, that first five minutes kind of does. It kind of does. The, and should. the blonde scene and the uncomfortable shapeshifter sex scene, which we haven't quite gotten to. <laughs> oh, oh, that's my favorite part of this entire film. Don't you ruin have. it for everyone, Bill. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. So so basically, so right before the fight starts, the music stops. For about two seconds, and then continues as the fight can just just happens out of nowhere. It's this weird glitch in the movie. I don't know why. I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was just no. Netflix that was doing it. They couldn't get the but, rights to those two seconds. <laughs> to those two seconds of that, they're Someone like, you can use it. Those three notes that were in there. <laughs> and then and then out of nowhere, in the midst of this fight, half shirt man is just randomly swinging back and forth on a chandelier, yes. and no reason at all. Well, he's buckling and his swash. drops down and fights. 
Oh, this, so this was his this was his uh, his, his, his Errol buckle. Flynn buckle moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he buckled his swash. It doesn't stick with his particular um, idiom. <laughs> Idiom sir. Idiom sir. And then the pig man, he's, so he's fighting, uh, the, so earlier when the ladies were wrestling in the mud, I basically kept calling this guy Lou Ferrigo because he looked like Lou Ferrigo, the Incredible Hulk from the original TV series for those who are listening who may not know. And he's fighting him and he's punching him. And then all the, he does this weird moment where he punches him he shakes his hand like it hurt, <laughs> grabs a guy who walks by, tears off his arm, and then just starts beating the guy with it. I hurt my hand. Can you give me an arm? <laughs> and he does it so easily. That's the thing. It's just like, rip, okay, and continuing on beating Which this guy. Which makes you wonder, why would he bother punching that dude if he could just tear his arm off? Just tear his yeah. arm off. <laughs> That's what I want to know. They should have let the pig man win. Ooh, Ooh Star Wars reference. Ooh, man. So after all of this, after the fight is done, everybody's missed, everybody's gone. We we have this scene where we're seeing Boy George and he's talking to one of his henchmen. And he starts doing this like like hand motion and the guy starts like freaking out like it looks almost like he's gonna start doing like a Darth Vader choke thing but instead he like start he grabs like he grabs his chest and then he like lowers his hand down to his crotch and he starts like freaking out boy George has the power to turn men into women hot women hot women Barbie Benton specifically but here's the problem <laughs> Does that mean, as I pointed out, does that mean that entire sequence of that party, were those all guys? Well, it depends. Is his power Barbie Benton specific? Or is it like a general women who weren't talked to by their dad's power? <laughs> so he could just turn anybody, because it's kind of like a random, like, random seed? Yeah, it's a random <laughs> It's like in Minecraft. You don't know what the terrain's going to look like. It's just going to show up. Maybe he says a keyword as part of the voice act of Made Magic. <laughs> Glaffeldarvin. And it's that. 24-89-6. Uh, yeah, that's Barbie Benton right there. <laughs> Produces Barbie Benton. He just right. has to remember what it is. <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> Bill, do you have no, anything to say just, about the the, the changing power? Sigh is all I can contribute to that part. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite thing in you this movie. Feel, you gotta feel bad for Shim. I mean, <laughs> and then so he okay, is so screaming, no. "Where is it gone? Where is it gone?" Right. Oh, is a fair I will question. say this though: yeah, he didn't spend an inordinate yep. amount of time inspecting his own breastises. Oh, right. well, which, uh, as a gentleman, having please. recently turned into a woman, wouldn't you not? I, I think that's everyone's priority number one. <laughs> wouldn't you just be like, grab? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that I have an opinion Come on, on Bill, this. bring back the women. Bring back the women to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I, I, think, I think that well, I'm going to hop up on my soapbox later and, and, and expose mm. myself to the derision of both of you at the end. Whoa. Oh, I'm so glad we're not video chatting. Uh, what do you think the direction was like in that scene, though? It's like, all right, here's what I want you to do. Direction? Um, yeah. yeah. The You're director had to say something. a no, woman. Right. Go. The Barbie Benton, he was probably like, all right, Barbie Benton slash other actor whose name we don't care about because they're not I don't Barbie even Benton. care. Yeah. <laughs> what I need you to do 
is think about changing into a woman. And the guy probably said on it. And then, um, okay, now you just rub, rub it, with it. Rub it. Rub it. Okay, rub it. And your penis is right. gone. And this is why it took 37 <laughs> days to film this movie. This one little 10 second clip probably was three days of shooting. Three days worth of it because it's, right. it was an excuse to show close ups uh, or shoot close ups of, of her breasts, right. basically. Well, I mean, they'd shoot outfit. it and then everyone would have to go take a smoke break. <laughs> and then and come they, back and they shoot it again 30 <laughs> minutes later or so and then take another smoke break oh my goodness so wrong <laughs> so but it gets worse it gets That's, more yes, it wrong does. because then after now the he she or as we started calling him Shem <laughs> after he, she was changed she goes in to basically seduce uh, outside way for me in his chambers and they start going at it. Like he f- throws her to the to the bed, and she starts freaking out. And there was he. What does what he doesn't he take like his knife out of no, his like out, no, out of she, something? And she like takes a knife in there because she's supposed to kill him. And right. he takes the knife away from her, and and shoves it into this weird like heart yes, thing, which comes from nowhere above the bed. Yes, it was the nightlight. That was what that yeah. was. It was the, turn on your. That was her light. Actually. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Outside, wait for me. a little scared of the dark. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's not interested in being scared of the dark, but he's a little scared of the dark. He's just yes. scared of it in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they go at it and like like they stop because he's suddenly like, "What are you?" Which I'm now really questioning. What happened there? I'm just saying that um, you know, maybe uh, maybe boy George didn't do such a good job at getting rid of stuff. He might like, have maybe missed, he like, just he might have missed like three things. Well, <laughs> so there's still or at stuff. least one thing. I think one thing would be enough to go <laughs> I don't know about this. There's there's two options here. Either A, the transformation was coming yeah. apart and he discovered the one okay. thing, or B, outside wait for me could not imagine a woman that was not immediately willing to spread them for him. And so the fact that that's this what... woman put up any sort of a fight obviously meant she was an alien of some variety. So right. he was so used to them just being like, all right, right. whatever, that right. when he found somebody who actually had some sort of moral exactly. decency. He was like, this is obviously incorrect. Something's wrong. What I mean, I don't you? care a lot, but something is de- clearly wrong here. Get out. That was the equivalent of Neo seeing the cat twice in the Matrix to know there was yes. a glitch going yes, on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Why aren't you just succumbing to my wonderful palace? I have such beautiful wig hair. Hair, I have such beautiful hair. hair. I mean, hair. Yes, because it was obviously not a wig that he was wearing. Right. I like that one of the trivias is that Richard Hill wore a wig for this film. No. No. Say it ain't so. You know what? I was so natural. I I am no wig expert, but I was was a little suspect of the headband that never moved. That's what I'm saying. There was a headband it was that never solid. moved, and, but the hair moved all around it. There were obviously a couple points where somebody's like, your hair should probably be messed up here, dude. And so he's like, okay, I got it. Hang on. All right, how about that? He did have a real Fabio thing going on, yes, didn't he? He did. Like they could have worn that out a little bit, and he could have got hit in the face by a seagull. It would have been awesome. <laughs> While we're on a roller coaster. Wow, way to reference something that happened, what, 20 years ago, Dan? I would have been eight. Oh, boy. Ish. <laughs> Bill Ish. would have been Stop that. 90. No. Oh, Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh. So after so, Shim leaves. After Shim leaves, um, they basically, then the tournament actually really wait, starts wait, wait, happening. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, I wait, have what? to interject can't here. Skip over. There was one yeah. moment right here when Shim leaves that the movie could have redeemed itself and actually shown some real writing, and they totally muffed it. 
when Shim leaves, yeah, the blonde the warrior chick <laughs> finds Shim, still looking like Barbie yep. Benton in the hallway, and she says, come here, I'll take care of you, because she thinks that Shim has been abused by Outside Wait For Me. Okay. Right? Or at least that's the impression that right. you're given. So she's like, well, right, she's there she to kinda... rescue the Barbie Benton right. character. So she goes, I think it's so plan. she covers her up and goes to lead her away. And there's this almost, like, for a half a second, there's this moment where you're like, wow, they're actually going to, like, put emotion in this movie. Okay. And there's, this <laughs> could be happens. a weird twist, right? Because the blonde doesn't know it isn't Shim and whatever. So there's oh, this entire okay. moment where there could have been a cool you know, backstabby, you know, the blonde doesn't know that it's not her. And so she could have used that and blah, blah. And no, instead of actually taking a really cool story device and running with it, they sell it out seven seconds later. He turns immediately back into himself and stabs her in the gut. <laughs> and that's it. Well, the power well, of course. Is like a, I think the, I think the transformation is solar powered. Cause as soon as he was out of the light underneath that cloak, Either that or Jeff and I were saying, oh, you know what, I bet it is. Is if uh, he gets too aroused, then he switches back. Ah, uh, Because yep. <laughs> she like, was like, come here, honey. And it was right into her not wearing a shirt chest because that's yep, what she yes. does. Because she switched back over into her leather under the boobs top. You know, right. that, that, you know her, her heavily defended Her everyday armor. wear. You know. Yes, her everyday wear. Not her formal wear. So he basically became aroused. He turned back to the guy, and then she realized it wasn't Barbie Benton. So <laughs> and she gets a tiny cut on her side and magically dies. Oh yeah, and then she dies. She had like a paper and then she cut dies from. And then she dies. That's it. But that a paper cut. And not because she got stabbed anywhere in the no. chest. You no. know her biggest exposed area. <laughs> no, she got nick. like nick got like like uh, like a shaving yeah. nick basically. <laughs> And then she dies. She goes down. That, that, I, don't, I was so disappointed. That was the part. I mean, and I had been disappointed up until <laughs> that part with the entire movie. But I thought to myself. So we're like 50 minutes into the movie. You had some hope for I did. at this point? <laughs> because I thought. He must not have been watching. No, no. No, because here's the thing. Every bad movie. Every bad movie. Somebody believed yeah. in it somewhere along the way, right? Somebody thought yeah, something yeah. about it. Somebody thought it would be a good idea right. to do something. So you I have agree. to okay. think. That somewhere along the way, somebody had to have looked at the script and said, this is pretty good. I don't know about that. No one says that the people who say this is pretty good have any sort of common okay. sense, though. No. All right. <laughs> I think what happened is Some, Roger Corman I would, says, I would agree I have with you, about Bill. $500,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just Make throw it. this at you. I will agree, though. Like, it, I, I will say that. I will say that there, as, if, for every bad move, there is at least somebody who will say, "Yes, this this could be something good, or this is going to be my masterpiece." Yes. You know, or maybe not, maybe not that far, but no, this is going to be fun, and people are going to enjoy it. But it's whether or not their ju- like their judgments in line with the rest of the world. True, I agree. <laughs> but I just so I, I hope springs eternal, right? I kept hoping that there would be that moment. <laughs> somewhere in this movie where it would redeem itself even for just a couple minutes and be like okay there's a little bit of heart in this movie or there's a little bit of intelligence in this movie or there's a little bit of right not you know cliche everything in this movie and this was their moment this was the time that they could have done something really interesting with the plot and they didn't you're just mr I optimistic I there bill i tried <laughs> He's gonna try. i stopped i, I stopped this is this is where minutes. all hope was lost for me <laughs> really, it should have been when right after she dies, you see this little glimmer in outside. Wait for me's eyes, like, 
I could probably still take this. <laughs> and then the scene ends. And she probably would have been fine with it. But then the scene she, ends, and we don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know. He was indifferent. He I was mean, indifferent we know what anyways. Oh, so, I can't support oh. this sort of behavior. <laughs> 55 minutes into the podcast. I don't think any of us support that sort of behavior. No, we I'm don't either. Saying, he looked interested for once, and that frightened me. <laughs> so anyways, the tournament begins... People we don't care about fight. Pigman fights. Pigman fights, right? Yeah. Pigman, um, no, Pigman doesn't fight yet. Oh yeah, he does. He fights. He for a does eventually. While. Yeah. Um, but then there's uh, there's there's Goat Boy that we, we brought up. Who's yep. got the dude's got the little antlers? He Goat fights uh, the giant dude, uh, the the Lou Ferrigno, who grabs a hammer <laughs> straight out of the county fair. <laughs> Straight out of the county fair, like those yeah. big, like, like strength and smashes Goat Boy like twice into the ground. They cut to this wide shot, and Goat Boy is nothing but a puddle of blood and like some bad cotton pieces that are supposed to look like intestines. And, and that's it. That's it. That's absolutely it. No costume, no nope. shoes, no yeah. bones, nothing. No Just goat a head. Puddle, no goat head. No random, Just really tiny knife on the of end of blood. a stub. <laughs> that was his weapon. Was a tiny. Was, he had like a paring knife. Was what he was going after. <laughs> he could have giant guy. He could have killed some potatoes or carrots. <laughs> Out of carrots. Um, <laughs> an apple. You know, if he wanted to carve it like a swan, he could have done that. <laughs> So basically, and during the sequence, because that's yes, right, because because uh, a half shirt man fights pig man, doesn't he? Wasn't that who fought pig man? No, 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 not half shirt man. Half shirt man dies after the first day of the tournament. Remember? Oh, the tournament because he manages to put on a actual somehow he somehow manages to find an even shorter top. So yes. now more of his stomach and chest it's is being like on just display. Just his areolas aren't showing. <laughs> He's hiding so it, his nipples. That's his formal wear. <laughs> that was his formal wear. Yeah. <laughs> his protection. His body armor, if you will. <laughs> so, okay, so after that, what happens? Because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose track. Okay, so they, so the, the, the dungeon day, scene, but right? Then, yeah, then the dungeon scene pops in where Half-Shirt Man is taken by the evil guards of Boy George. Because I can't right. remember his actual name. What is it? Munkar. Munkar. It's Boy George. Let's, let's just agree right now it's Boy George. Boy George or outside Billy Corgan. Munkar is the either only name I remembered that I was able to write down. So I'm, I'm you don't remember Deathstalker? That's BS. The opening credit sequence was epic just because oh. the title was like... It was so 80s Deathstalker. Yeah. It oh, could have been on so the cover of a hard metal band. Or whatever. I don't think we, we can progress in this, so we're just going to continue on where we've been going. So, so we had to the dungeon, the dungeon yep. where, for some reason, Half-Shirt Man's on a wheel... Not like a not like a wagon wheel. It's water like a, wheel. It's a really a water wheel. It's a I water wheel. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a water yeah. wheel. They're gonna water wheel them. Yes. Wait. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Anyway, then board George pops in and he's like, "Come on down, Skippy," and he turns the wheel with his hand. So apparently, boy George has the force. He does have the force. That's true. Which the force yeah, comes back later we'll too. Yeah. <laughs> the force sure is, is the uh, strong with uh, boy George. With with boy George and with awesome outside. Wait for me. True. Yes. Outside Wade from me has got a little bit of the force, too. He is the... I mean, maybe this movie is really just Star Wars with boobs. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> I'd be way okay with that. I would be completely okay with that, too. That's why I just hesitated. I'm like, wait a minute. That would actually be okay. <laughs> I'm rethinking my life. So it turns out Half-Shirt Man is actually working against our intrepid hero, Outside Wade for me. No! no I know. So what then Outside Wade for me is getting a vis from Half-Shirt Man. It's going to get all stabby-stabby on Outside Wade for me. Stabby-stabby. Yep. But outside, wait for me, he's not going to stand for that. 
So he goes into uh, outside way from his room and they fight. Well, but they don't fight <laughs> as much as they kind of outside wait for me keeps trying to get him on the bed. Yes. <laughs> Which starts making me second guess his entire I don't think he has a preference personally. <laughs> well, he didn't seem interested Not in anyway. that there's anything <laughs> exactly. wrong with that. Well, nothing wrong with that. No, I'm just saying no, he wasn't no. interested in what he was doing. No, it was just I know, it, but I'm the champion just... of everybody that isn't interested in movies, remember? <laughs> I'm just saying that's that true. it's like outside wait for me had 10 minutes before Letterman was on. So he's like, well, come here, half shirt boy. <laughs> nice. Just noticing your midriff there. And let me do say. <laughs> Can't help but notice you put on your formal. Your formal wear is pretty damn sexy. Strap. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your, your, your wrap a strap of fabric. is all that it was. <laughs> of leather. Right. So they fight. And long story short, Too outside late. way for me kills half shirt man. No. All sad day. No. Cry, cry. Three part neck break. It did take oh, a while. Yes. Yes, it did. Outside wait for me. Just either he doesn't know how to break a neck or half shirt <laughs> man has one hell of a neck. Right. And see, this is this is maybe the most confused scene in the movie, and I know that's a bold statement, because this, this is, is right here, because Half Shirt Man is supposedly working for Munkar, all right, okay. but then goes in and says, "I came here to kill you. You should flee." And so does that mean Half Shirt Man actually has some sort of feelings correct. for outside wait? But for here's me? the best part. Now outside wait for me knows that he has a sword that makes him invulnerable. And chooses not to pick it up, and assassin guy chooses not to use his sword either. So they're grappling for no reason because they both have their weapons with them. I think you're missing the point. There was a reason. No, I'm... there was ten minutes till Letterman was on. That's my. I'm agreeing with you. Just. My my point is that wait you're agreeing that 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 was what he was doing that he had ten minutes before <laughs> Letterman turned on. What I'm is that there's... I was like I like you let's do no this. logical explanation for how that scene played out except for the fact that they really wanted to wrestle. <laughs> okay, that's I it. got you. It's I can, only, I can see uh, that. everything else in that entire scene, and that's why I say this is the most confusing scene in the movie because there's a lot of. What just looks like bad editing, where maybe they don't explain something, but there may be like three hours on the cutting room floor, and somebody was like, "We got to get this to an hour twenty, or else nobody's going to come see it." I, I don't think they spent three hours editing. You don't think movie. so? See, that's no. see. Here's the thing, though. That that's the first time we brought it up. This movie is an hour and seventeen yeah, minutes we get, long. <laughs> we have almost talked for as long as the movie yeah. is. I hope we're more interested. We have made more sense. That's for sure. That's true. Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. What? I agree with Dan, though. We do not have the boobs that the movie That's has. True. <laughs> There's something our podcast is like. That's very true. If you are if more interested in that sort of thing. turn this into a video. I tried. Maybe we That's could do that. That's no, true, you we did. we discuss this. You just said expose and... <laughs> we're just, like, not happening. Where so were we? So the final tournament happens, okay? Well, tournament, it's just two dudes. It's, it's it's oh this is where Pigman Pig shows outside it's away from me and Pigman. Pig yep, it's outside away from me and Pigman. They have the final fight. Now we had a question: Why did the hero not fight in any of the previous matches? He got a buy. I told you. He, he, so he was like handicapped, basically. Yeah, he had a first. He had a first round buy for being beautiful or something. <laughs> for being beautiful and having the sword, or he half raped. Cutting half room did floor. Stuff to, I'm telling you, yeah. it was all filmed. <laughs> 
<laughs> so really what you're saying is the stuff that they cut out of this film was what would have made the film into almost, like logical almost makes sense yes. yeah <laughs> but those were sense. all boobless minutes Correct. so that's why they cut it <laughs> and they're just like we need to get to the boobs the come on let's go faster Roger Corman knows what he's and doing the people that right? were in charge of the editing man. of this movie went on to do everything that HBO has done since 2005 there you go <laughs> actually no the, who was it I was looking at something the editor I think it is actually no no, the writer it was the, was it, writer or the director or the AD or something like that. Went on and yeah. actually did some stuff, like legitimate stuff. <laughs> was it the writer? I think it was the writer. Yeah, Howard right. R. Cohen, the guy who did the screenplay, went on to do such amazing things as Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. <laughs> yes, the Care Bears Family TV show. <laughs> Rainbow Bright, the TV show. <laughs> so, oh man. So basically, the guy who wrote this. Yep. Was like, I wrote a lot of boobs, killing, medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. I could pull off Rainbow Bright and the Care Bears. The, Care Bears. <laughs> the most complete opposite direction you could possibly go. Yes. He went. Maybe, that, maybe he needed to cleanse his palate. It would be like Eli Roth writing, like... Blue's Clues, like in my head. Like, that's what it would be called. I would watch the shit out of it. I'm sorry. Oh, I Blue, would do you want to play a me. game? I would so Find the clues that. before time is up. <laughs> We're all talking about Blue's Clues. Um, <laughs> it kind of became Batman. Sorry. So, anyways, during during the tournament... Are we looking here, for clues? <laughs> outside Wait For Me fights Pigman. And... And he he destroys or he kills Pigman and he wins the tournament yay. right that's basically what happens so yay he wins it's, it's all happy and successful and, and stuff he said so, everyone go outside and wait for me yes and at that point smash cut power pops in <laughs> smash cut power po- so there's two magical two magical abilities in this movie smash cut power and voice activated magic. This- we did not talk about that earlier in the movie, but the there is voice-activated magic in this film, too. <laughs> so smash cut to interior, castle, same time period, because who can tell the difference? There's no way. It's all the same right. thing. So he's looking around, and he has the sword, yes. right? Yeah, he's got the sword. He's got the sword. Um, he, that's, yeah. he has the power. He did hold uh, it up he, at one point. He had. He doesn't have the chalice yet, but he's he's looking for the amulet yes. at that point, and he finds the amulet, and it's hanging in the middle of this room, and who comes in to fight him? Some oh, there was the dude from the beginning yes. of the movie. Yeah, the uh, three kings and the monk or whatever. Right. Yes, we were joking that the three guys on the horseback were actually the three ah, kings. Okay. <laughs> you know, going yes. to find Jesus, and no. they just got sidetracked. They got in the medieval. sidetracked looking for their gold and their frankincense and their myrrh. And okay. that's right. Ended up hanging. This, out is, with this is the prequel. <laughs> so, but one of the guys from the beginning, he turns into a bird and then flies away with the amulet. Well, uh, outside way for me, finds the amulet in Boy George's castle. He reaches for it, but then that guy shows back up. They fight. He dies. Sort of. Uh, sort of, kind of. Outside, wait for me, gets the amulet, that. and then that's when they smash cut back outside, right? No, 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 because remember, the dude gets his, uh, the three king dude. Uh, yeah. We'll call him gold or myrrh. We'll call him myrrh, because that sounds myrrh. funnier. Myrrh. So myrrh <laughs> gets his head cut off by outside, wait for me. Right. And uh, outside, wait for me, turns around and is stalking off like badass years all do, right? Yep. And uh, magically, the head starts coming toward the hand, and the hand starts reaching for the head, and the head gets put back on. Oh, no. What's going on? It turns out that it is Boy George. Yep. 
who apparently so, has the ability to reattach his own limbs, which is own which handy. Yeah, his own head, yeah. let alone yeah, yeah. his own limbs. An arm would be almost a little more believable than him being able to reattach <laughs> his own head right. onto his torso. So at this point, uh, our hero outside away from me has these the sword and the amulet. Yep. Or the bad prop and the worst prop. You yep. can decide which one to switch yourself. <laughs> and then, so he's two-thirds of the way through his quest. Right. And we have five minutes of this movie left. <laughs> which scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh no, cliffhanger. Is he going to win? <laughs> We're going to have to see the sequel. Oh, there are three of them. Um, there are three of them. There's four of them, sir. Well, there's three sequels. Oh, there's four three total sequels, movies. Four yeah. Movies, yeah. Yep. So, are, are we counting the direct-to-video one as a sequel or a direct-to-video like offshoot? Maybe that's a prequel. Well, anyway, it's a prequel. Anyways, he go. He we smash cut back outside. Where now there's what like a couple dozen Boy Georges. Yeah. Because like George everybody multiplied. turns. Yeah, he turns multiple copies of himself, which now makes me wonder if he's turning all these people, all these guys, into women, and then also from women back to himself. <laughs> maybe i don't know well, actually, um but then they're all like going minute, but that's all right keep going yes. do they i stopped paying yes. attention at that point no, there's a reason <laughs> the goblet has the power of illusion, illusion. Yes. oh that's right it was all the illusion yep. stuff so he so the the real boy george has the go- the the the, yes. the goblet chalice Dan, you confused me when you called it that. <laughs> well, the chalice of the palace is the brew that is true. The flag with the dragon has the. I never mind. Right. <laughs> I can never so, do that. Right? Anyway, so he has the chalice and he's shining palace. it from the palace, and it looks like he's got just like a flashlight in it, and it's just shining out at <laughs> at outside way for me. And he he does. It's like, oh look at this is a yes. bunny. And this is a coat hanger. And so... <laughs> coat he... hanger? <laughs> I had nothing. I know. Oh, <laughs> it's a bunny and a coat hanger. coat hanger. It's all things you can do with your finger bent this like that. This here is an accurate representation of the Apollo rocket. This just did. Hire Jeff Bell for your child's next birthday party. <laughs> I could do two. Count them two shadow bunny puppets. Bunny The bunny and the coat hanger. Although I gotta say, the coat hanger is kind of impressive. <laughs> it is a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. So, anyways, they they go after each other, and then he uses what is he? How does he kill him, uh, Boy George? I don't even remember. He how doesn't does he kill do that? him. He never kills Boy George. He eventually gets the the chalice from the palace from him. He he, he gets it go, away from him right. because he oh that's why because the witch shows us up and says that it's all an illusion and that's how he can defend yep. that's how he like he walks through the wall of fire him, right he takes the right. chalice away and he throws boy George into the crowd of peasants that have suddenly appeared and they do exactly what I hoped for that's right you reminded me they tie him two horses and just cheesily tear it's him apart being drawn and quartered <laughs> and it actually used to no yes. No, drawn oh, and quartered is where they actually would uh, go in. Uh, this is going to get gross, folks. So, uh, you know, cover your ears, little children. They actually would go in. It's depicted pretty well in Braveheart, if you want. Historical reference. Little trivia for you. Okay. Uh, they would actually, what they would do is they would go in and they would slice open your belly while you're still alive, take out your intestines and show them to you. And then they would castrate you, while again, while you're still alive. And then if you were still alive at that point, depending upon how they felt about you, they'd either cut your head off and then cut all your limbs off, and then send it to the four corners of the kingdom while your head was put on the uh, on London Bridge. Or they would cut off your limbs while you're still alive and then cut your head off. That's being drawn and quartered. That's why it's called quartered. So they would draw your intestines out and then cut you into quarters. My Seems wife like is currently awful... plugging her ears because she doesn't want to hear this. Seems like an awful lot of work. It's kind of messed Tatch up, isn't it? 
Attach him to the horses, let the horses go. That well, just seems a lot easier. The idea is that you send it to the four corners of the kingdom so people right. can see what happens if you choose to rebel or whatever. So it's just like, oh, well, there's an arm. What, what right. The so it'd be like, this arm uh. came from blank. And I researched this in high school. What's the thing I'm thinking you, of I know what you're talking I know what you're talking about. I just don't know yeah, what they, they call that. Do that too, I don't know though, with the horses thing. I... Yeah. Okay. People who are listening to the podcast who are obviously more sadistic more than we are. Sadistic. Yeah. If you know what that's called, leave yes. us a comment on the yes. page, the ghost hat page for this episode. Let us know. We'll talk about it next time. Lovely. Just so we keep this up. Yeah. So, so that happens. So then he gets the chalice. He gets the sword. He's got the amulet. And oh, we forgot that point. He force reaches yes. for the sword to come to him. Oh, I completely forgot about the force that. is strong yep. with he. He puts oh, the hand up, out, and then it cuts to the sword, and it cuts back from, like, a point of view of the sword. It cuts to the sword. The sword shakes and then slides off frame, and then he catches it. He raises it up to his head, and that's yep. the end of the movie. <laughs> and that is that is Deathstalker. My last note is he pulled a Luke. He pulled a Luke. He so rightedly <laughs> <Yes>. did. <laughs> And that is Deathstalker. That was an amazing hour and 16 minute film from 1983. Final opinions before I go into the drinking rules of this movie. Dan, what do you have to say about this Final opinions. Final opinions. Wait, do you want to end on a funny? Uh, (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Should I do the drinking rules and then we come back to our final thoughts? I'm going to be less funny than Dan, I suspect. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so special guest first, Bill. Final thoughts in the movie. Here's what I'm going to say. Number one, if you have any sense of feminism whatsoever, you're going to hate this movie. Don't watch this. Second, (laughs) I will agree with that. This movie portrays every single woman except for one as helpless and a sex object. Now, and that one that isn't conveyed that way gets killed and is still a sex (laughs) object. (laughs) She's just not helpless. Right. Otherwise, they're right. Right. Every woman in this thing is useless. So through the entire yep. movie. Now, having said that, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. You know, <laughs> Yay! Guy side, knew it. Guy side thing. <laughs> this movie is so bad, but you will laugh <laughs> through it. You won't be able to stop yourself. There are the special effects are terrible. The cinematography yep. is terrible. The acting is non-existent in most parts. The anachronisms, even speech-wise, are abysmal more often than not. There's, I mean, everything is bad. The only thing I can say that was good about this movie is nobody pulled a Kevin Costner and tried to maintain a British accent that couldn't. Uh, the half-shirt guy had a British accent for a while. But he kept it, For like a couple I th- words. But I think that was, yeah, <laughs> but he didn't try to hold it and lose it off and on through the movie. Like. No. No, no. They did, he didn't give up halfway through exactly. the film. That is the funny thing about Robin Hood is you can actually follow how they yes. shot it because in the films that they shot first, he has a heavy yep. British, well, terrible yes. accent. But yep. as it goes, yep. it just goes worse. And eventually it's just like, yeah, hey, it's Kevin yep, Costner. Exactly. So, but there's, <laughs> I've seen this movie. It's called The Post. Yes. But Barbie Benton <laughs> is drop-dead gorgeous. And yes. it's easy to forget that because it's 30 years ago. But... Other than that, there's nothing good in this movie. Nothing. Except for... <laughs> Except for the entertainment of how absolutely terrible when, the movie when I, is. When I went on to Netflix and I saw this movie had a 2.4 out of 5 rating, I was like, <laughs> you, wow. You, 
Jeff didn't pick that bad of a movie. I'm surprised. <laughs> then I hit play, and I was immediately despaired for the intelligence of the internet. Because here's the here's no, there's yeah, no reason. No, this no, is, no. should not be a two point four. This should be a negative two point four. No, there's here's a reason. The... There's there's jerks like Jeff who are giving it like four stars. Like, this is so good. Here's the funny thing on my Netflix queue because that star rating is based upon your rating of films. That movie was rated a four and a half star <laughs> out of five on my Netflix queue. <laughs> so Netflix is empirical evidence that I have two stars more taste than you do, Jeff. There we go. Exactly. Netflix is like, oh, you like stupid-ass movies? Okay, here you go. Five-star rating. And that's what I base it off of. So having said that, (laughs) this movie is going to be really bad fun. I cannot wait for Jeff's drinking rules because I intend to watch it again. With the drinking drinking rules? rules. (laughs) But not his wife. That is the only way I will ever watch this movie again, though. Dan, your uh, final thoughts on the film? Well, I had the joy of being able to watch it with my good buddy Jeff Bell. This is true. We did and watch it. That is the most... It, watch it with friends. Drink. It's hilarious when you do. <laughs> notice the funny things. Like, it's about 3.50 in. You'll notice that the guy who bends down to mess with uh, whatever the hell that one chick was. The first naked The first rape scene? First naked you lady. You can see he's got blue <laughs> underoos on or something. It's hilarious. Um, watch for Boy George's face to flip, his tattoo yes, to flip the sides. Uh, take a notice that undergarments were not allowed back then, except for, of course, blue Hanes and thongs, <laughs> apparently. Yep. Because uh, those were always in style, I'm pretty sure. And you'll notice at the very end of the movie, Barbie Benton found a can of spray tan. Yes. And suddenly became really, really dark. <laughs> yes, she did. It's... <laughs> I, I mean, maybe that's another one of his powers is the power of spray. She tan. stood too near the tan chalice, tan. and all the light came out of it's it a, had a lot of UV. That's what she did. She, so she was just naturally <laughs> tanned. It was the tanning chalice. The chalice. See? <laughs> uh, well, that light was awful bright. When it was shining know. out of the chalice, it was pretty damn bright. So you could easily get a tan, a fake, a fake, fake, a fake tan. Be. So <laughs> oh, it's it's so so bad. It's so it's it's one of those movies you watch and you go, oh, this is kind of funny. It's fun looking at the things that you see in other flicks, like um, the whole harem scene that we kind of glossed over real fast. There's a whole yep. scene with lots of boobies, ladies. Well, gentlemen, yes. ladies, <laughs> ladies probably don't care so much. But it's the harem scene, and it's a circle of pool right in the middle. And if you remember your history of The Rock, the Scorpion King has that exact same scene. <laughs> it's messed up. Uh, it does. That is right. And you pointed that out. I completely forgot about that while we were watching it. It's, uh, it's just it's, so good. And if you like, there's four more to watch. Three more. Three four. more to watch. To- yeah. Four total. Well, it might and, be five total. I don't know where that direct-to-video lands. I'm just saying. <laughs> and my opinion of the movie, obviously, since I chose it and Netflix thought it was a four and a half star out of five for me, I I loved it. I loved every single minute of its terrible, terrible self. <laughs> this is why I do this podcast. This is the sole reason why I did this is because I love finding these bad movies. And it's not a torture to me. Like, I enjoy watching how bad it is because I said, they're going man this is this was made people financed this there was a there was a time where all these people came together to make this terrible terrible movie so as much as i sometimes think some of the films i have made aren't the world's greatest i just have a renewed sense of <laughs> of self positiveness so like <laughs> oh, yeah, have you I not did, seen sir. two town cortini bill you really should check me, it out better about my own movie <laughs> 
One day we I mean, will do my own movie. Jeffrey, to your point, uh, Wikipedia has the estimated budget at just under or just over four hundred and fifty thousand. They made right? money That's... on this film. This movie was gross. Corner of the box office, just under twelve million. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That that's why there were sequels. Right. This movie was like pure yep. profit, basically. Right. And see, here's the weird thing, though, is this movie is actually responsible for something to a certain extent because this is mm. um, Lana Clark's first real role, and she actually went on to go do stuff as a cult celebrity, right? Yes. Yeah, which like more stuff that people. If know you look about. up the Barbarian Queen, for instance, Barbarian Queen Two: The Empress Strikes Back. <laughs> I saw title that sounds title. familiar, doesn't it? I don't know why. I think it was an Indiana Jones movie. Came out in 1989. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Weird. What came out right before that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it's it, the movie's so bad, but it's still so enjoyable, and I highly recommend watching it to everybody who wants to see a terrible, terrible movie. And not all these movies that we're gonna do in the podcast are gonna be necessarily bad movies, like like this bad movie. There's going to be some, like Dan and I were discussing for some future ones. There's some other ones that are okay. They're just not the greatest films in the world, but you still will get a kick out of them. And that's the whole goal for this. So let me do my drinking rules and then we'll wrap everything up and then we'll call it a day. So here's my drinking rules. I have five drinking rules in every single of these episodes. So here they are. Number one, do a shot every time someone says it's not my day. Or it's not going to be my day, or it's not his day. It's just one not of those my day. very. It's just not my yeah. day. Number two, take a drink every time a girl seems like she's gonna get raped, but is completely okay with it. <laughs> you're gonna be drunk. First five Number minutes. Three, you got, first five minutes. You got about ten before you're really gone. <laughs> Number three, take a drink every time a monster is portrayed by a puppet. <laughs> Number four, every time the hero looks bored or uninterested by the situation around him. What about what about when he just looks really confused? Confused will also work for that. Okay, so if go. he's confused, bored, or uninterested by the situation around him. And number five, the final one, when a character breaks the fourth wall, you finish your drink. <laughs> so oh, <that's> mean. <laughs> it is. <laughs> At least twice in this movie. Yep. So get ready, people. You're going to have a lot of fun. But don't worry. I'm pretty positive. The more you drink with this movie, the more entertaining it's going to get. So just keep and that in mind. The better the chances are you'll sleep through the really painful parts near the end. <laughs> well, it just gets weird. Yeah, yes. it's really the yeah. boobs are in the first two thirds and it kind of tapers off a little bit. So, <laughs> Well, with that, if you find gentlemen have nothing else to say. I love you. I'll tell besides that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will I will say that that will end this first episode of the brand new revitalized bottom of the barrel. Yay! Yay. It was so enthusiastic, it wasn't Woo. even funny. So, <laughs> thank you. So, I want to thank Bill for joining us in this special episode. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun having you. We'll have you back again in the future once we rotate through all the other people who wanted to be a part of the show as well, it seems. So, Sounds great. Uh, uh, thank you, Dan, for co-hosting, as always. Wee. And I will see Dan next time. And I will see you all. Well, not see, we you see will hear anybody. me. We don't see anybody. We just hear No, we won't us. even hear. Really. I can see all of you. We'll be able oh. to read comments, I guess. Creepy. See, yes, definitely leave us on comments. This podcast is on iTunes. So search for it there. Subscribe to it on there. Get through the first 18 episodes, and you'll find this spot. If you're listening to this part, you probably have already found it. So anyways. You can also find it through... 
ghosthat.net, where we post all of our podcasts every single week. We have multiple shows and multiple things. Find us on there, subscribe, tell your friends, share it, Facebook, fun stuff like that. So with that, thanks again, Bill, for coming. You bet. Thank, thank you, Dan, for being here, and we'll see everybody next time for more Bottom of the Barrel. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. This movie was absolutely terrible. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it had boobs in it. It had boobs, and I was completely okay with that. <laughs> Bill says nothing. <laughs>